Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media. And tonight, watch your back and wrap up your junk <laughs> as we explore It Follows. Jeez. I'm Mitch. <laughs> I'm Murr. I was like, bro, it's literally you. Why are you staring at me? <laughs> I don't know. You walked over so awkward. I thought you were going to go. I, I thought I was going to miss my cue. I'm Jonathan. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> it follows. The movie we're covering today is definitely an original concept for a movie. Also, Synthwave is fun. Yeah. <laughs> This is a dope soundtrack. I love the music in this movie. It reminded was, me of like Halloween and some others that had, it was like the 80s movies that had that background where it's like, ah, yes, John Carpenter has been here. I was vibing very hard. <laughs> it, very, it like took me by surprise because I wasn't expecting, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It hits a spot. It's fucking good. I loved it. Um, I also really liked that I could not place the year. I don't know when the fuck this was supposed to be set in. Yeah, that was something that I was kind of confused about because everywhere around them seems like very 80s. Like the tech is not that advanced, but then you have one of the characters that has this little like shell e-reader, which is very like, I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty modern thing, but that was the most modern thing out of it. Otherwise, like even the like soda, like the Coke cans were like the classic Coke cans. Yeah, the old design. They had like typewriters and shit. I think that's kind of what this movie was going for, too, is sort of have, like, that 80s vibe going for it, especially with, like, the, the synthy stuff. Yes. As well as, like, the setting as well. So, all of that. You want to get into the production about this movie? I will absolutely get into the production about this movie. <clears throat> so, It Follows was released on May 17th, 2014 in Canes, and then March 13th, 2015, almost a year later in the U.S. Did it win at that festival? Uh, the Canes Festival? Yeah. I actually or don't. Or did it just premiere? I don't actually know. I know that it premiered there, though. Yeah. I'll, uh, usually, these kinds of movies will just, they'll take up all of the awards. Because this one was really good. Mm-hmm. This one's particularly good because it's an original idea. Kind of pasted over problems that were happening during, like, that time period. And then, obviously, this one had a lot to do with sex. And This is, like, what, STDs. 2015? Uh, 2014. Mm. 2014 at when it was released at the Canes Fest. Yeah. I feel like during that time was sort of Very like a, a next coming of the sexual revolution, but not necessarily sexual in a sex sense, but like sexuality. Yeah. And that uh, the idea of feminism becoming more popular as well as, you know, having different genders. and Also a large push for sexual protection. So yes. using condoms and then possibly not using uh uh, birth control because it has some adverse side effects oh yeah but there was also the introduction of like iud's too yes yes that's true the, like the non-hormonal ones that just go in so it's like either a copper one or some yeah. of the ones that go in your arm things like yeah. that <laughs> which i've heard is obscenely painful yeah i would never i don't like weird things going in my body <laughs> <laughs> but uh as far as like the date and you guys mentioning the e-reader what i did find out when i was researching is that e-reader is fake it does not exist. Oh, I kind of want one. I know. I, I want one too. I want one so bad. The I'm fact surprised that no one's made one. I know. It, there might be like specialty ones people made like on Etsy or something, but they made a device like that specifically so you couldn't place the date on the movie. They okay. wanted it to be like a dreamlike 
thing that you were seeing so that you would feel kind of weird about what you were looking at. And that not being able to place things is very dreamlike. You're, yeah. You'll often have dreams where you can't really see all of your surroundings or place whatever is around you. So that was part of the aesthetic. Cool. Cool. I kind of <laughs> like. I kind of wish they made those because you could read on them, like the chick does in the so movie. Cool. They're it so was cute the perfect too. size. Yeah, like a little, little yeah, that was dope. I wish I could have one of those. It for reminds real. me of like shell mirrors I've seen, like little compact yeah, mirrors exactly. that are in a shell. Mm. <laughs> Excuse me, I more on the production notes. Yeah, yeah. Do uh, that. So we've got our director <laughs> here is David Robert David Robert Mitchell. He also wrote the script yeah. for this. Oh, wow. Uh, there were a shitload of producers, too. Rebecca Green, Lauren D. Smith, David Robert Mitchell was one of the producers. Yeah, it was an indie film, so it had a lot of people. David Kaplan, yeah. Eric Ramesmo, and P. Jennifer Dana. Production companies were Northern Lights Films, Animal Kingdom, and Two Flints. The starring roles for this movie were Maka Monroe, who played Jamie J. Height. Uh, we also have uh, Keir Gilchrist as Paul uh, Bolduin, uh, Daniel Zovato as Greg Hannigan, Jake Weary as Hugh or Jeff Redmond, and then Olivia Lucardi as Yara Davis. And I did not include all the actors that play the shape-shifting creature because there are way too many of them. Yeah, it <laughs> really changes a lot. Yeah, it has like several forms that it could take. And then you also find out in the movie that it could take the form of people that you know and love. Yeah, that was great. This is this is one of those uh, creepy concepts uh, as far as that it'll never run at you. <laughs> it's always a, a slow Michael walk. Very Michael Myers. Never stops. Yeah, exactly. Michael Myers never runs at you. Yeah. <laughs> but he will catch you. <laughs> uh, what I will also say before we close out the production notes, we got a budget for this film was $1.2 million. Box office. 23.3 million. Nice. Oh, nice. It actually was one of the highest grossing opening films in 2015 when it opened in the US. Too. Yep. I remember watching this in theaters <laughs> and then being very suspicious of people when I walked out. <laughs> I mean, that's really something that it does really well is, yeah. it, is it plays with that idea of paranoia. Oh, yeah. Because you're constantly scanning the backgrounds of every scene that you're in when you find out like what the thing is that's following her. And it, it's just like every, even if it's an innocent person just walking up to them, you're still like, okay, what's yeah. it gonna do now? <laughs> that was the interesting thing about this because I feel like the obvious illusion they're making is to STDs and right. having this thing follow you around. It's transmitted sexually, you know, it's fucks up your life basically. But there's a lot of things that the fear and paranoia of having something following you can come up, like. I just think about people of social anxiety and constantly observing their surroundings and yep. being suspicious of the people that are trying to get close to them. Get that hypervigilance. Yeah. And then also, you know, if you have ever experienced trauma at the hands of somebody else, being fearful of anybody that tries to get near you, what their intentions may be, who they actually are or not. Yeah. What angle are they trying to play? Yeah. Or if they even are. Mm-hmm. Also, you get weird vibes off the guy when he first takes her out. And he's like, uh, don't see that girl right there, like, in the yellow dress? And she's like, who? I don't see anybody. And then you get, like, the first idea of what he's talking about and trying to get away from. Yeah. So this is, like, somewhat a curse slash ghost entity, I guess you could call it. But it's, right? I don't know. Uh, They didn't really 
explain they sort of just like it's like kind of an unstoppable thing that comes yeah. after you but there's like rules there's that is like the interesting rules. thing about this is like i wouldn't be able to place it in a specific category it kind of like crosses genres because on one hand you know being like a shapeshifter is sort of like mythical creature aspect but then there's also this curse that's attached to it that it's passed on which could also be like i don't know it's like a sex curse wendigo yeah it could be <laughs> oh, also right yeah of like a succubus or an incubus because they are like you know yeah. sex demons and having that aspect to it as well it's, it's just really interesting they did a lot of like cross genres and cross uh lore yeah this movie i just assumed it was like uh basically getting std and dying like from aids or something yeah and yeah. so it was like once you got it there's just kind of no escaping it but that was a really obvious one yeah 80s setting that yeah exactly really well right too. totally i think it was interesting because if it catches you and kills you it fucks you while it does it uh yeah apparently that you only get to see it like once i think when it gets the older guy yeah uh but it like looks like his mom which is even more fucked up <laughs> oh yeah so you're just like oh <laughs> all right then. that was another thing that made me lead to believe that this thing might be like a incubus or succubus is like oftentimes when they're described they're like urinating like often just like oh always yeah, excreting right. things and this thing whenever it would get near somebody would be like urinating like you remember when the, the girl. girl was in the school and there was that like crackhead looking chick that was walking at her that was the shapeshifter and she was just like pissing as she was walking also happens with a girl in the kitchen yeah that's true mm-hmm. so i don't know that that succubuses are peeing everywhere yeah. <laughs> that just makes all my, these bodily fluids that ruins all of my like demon woman fantasies oh no thanks all over the place like <laughs> i don't know if i want that anymore. you have to you have to consider that they're fucking so much, so they have to use the restroom afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that's true, though. Yeah, this is gonna... also could be a result of certain STIs, which cause urinary tract infections, which may yeah. pee, yeah, quite a lot, and it burns. So that could be one of those things that they brought up just as like a side effect. So it's like the physical side effects of something that you might get. I think like the interesting part about this curse is. You could pass it on to someone else. However, if they die, then it's coming back for you down the chain. Yeah. And if you die, it will go after the person that gave it to you. Yeah. So it's like, even if you do pass it on, you kind of are like still left with the uh, possibility that it might kill you. Yeah. It could be 40 people up. It could be two people up. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really know. I kind of wondered like what the purpose of this was. And if it is talking about STDs, it could be like a guilt thing. Like knowing you pass something on to somebody yeah, else probably. and then something happens to them and then you feel guilty for it. And then, you know, the person before you that might have given you that then feels guilty for what they did. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But another interesting read I saw about it was uh, people's guilt about having sex at a certain age because of mm-hmm. the judgments that get placed onto people, especially women who are like, oh, you're not a virgin anymore. And like that stigma that sticks with you there was this specific moment too where the girl the main protagonist um she's talking to her friend that like nerdy boy yeah was helping her out and stuff and he said something like or no i don't think it was him actually it was the guy that gave it to her in the first place is he was like you just have to pass it on to someone else you're a girl it'll be a lot easier for you yeah that's fucked 
And I was like, oh. And then so that's, uh, that's where we're going with this. They like heavily imply at some point that she has sex with like three dudes on a boat. Yeah. And then they all died apparently because it still came after her. Uh-huh. So it's like you had that kind of thing. So there's also this sort of stigma about like possibly how many sexual partners you've had. Uh-huh. Two, where yeah. people are not normally comfortable with uh, explaining that they may have had more than just a few. Because like supposedly the average is very low. Like across the United States, it's supposed to be like less than 10, I think. So it's like the fact that if you're over that or any sort of like religious people who might feel a certain way about it. Yeah. So they, they layered a lot of stuff into the movie. Uh-huh. There's there's a lot to unload in this movie. Ha- <laughs> 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 I totally wasn't trying to make a pun, but Fuck. I'm a so stick now we're it. here with Justine's porn of view. Yes, yeah. yeah. oh, <laughs> my porn of view. Got a lot to unload here. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Like, there's one part where Paul, her friend, he's he's been trying to fuck this girl for years. God, he's yeah. so pathetic. He's so horny. Honestly, just a horny simp the whole fucking movie. I think the only thing I like about him is that he's watching old school B movies on the TV. Oh, I forgot to look which... up what those movies are. Do you know? Yes. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> I literally said while yeah, we're watching, he Justine was like, "I wonder it. what movie they're watching," and I was like, "It looks like something Murr would recommend." Yeah. <laughs> So you got Killers from Space is the first movie nice. with like the space astronaut men. Yeah. And then one of my favorite shitty movies is The Giant Claw. Nice. If you've never seen The Giant Claw, super side note, they like they were trying to make a super nice production and then they got the fucking Giant Claw, which is a big ass bird. They got the puppet made in Mexico and it looked <laughs> like garbage. <laughs> it's so memey. It's so good. I love it. It's bigger than a battleship, is what they say. In the really? Movie. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> that it's was a tagline. Very fifties. Yeah. So like that also leads me to believe that eighties uh, time setting because like I don't know, it's like the same thing with Stranger Things, how they like fit these movies in that too. Oh yeah, huh? Yeah. That that was like a common thing to find on television at the time. And it's because the it black and white. The people who were growing up and make or not growing up, but the people who were making horror movies in the eighties, they grew up on the fifties stuff. Right. Yeah. So they're gonna put in those little nods. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, he's just a horny fucker, but he <laughs> has this scene where he looks over a group of sex workers and he's thinking, well, it would probably be a little bit easier if I pass it on to one of them. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> also, what's fucked up is the older dude having sex with her and you're just like, wh- like, why did this have to happen? <laughs> Was he not a minor? Uh, I'm guessing not. Oh. But actually, no, wait, they're all older. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're all college students. Okay. Above 18. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. They're all 18 and above. Um, and so it's like, it's like a college based thing. I think, I think the part that really got me was, uh, when she is sitting in the classroom and notices the old lady walking towards her. They do the zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. The cinematography in this shit is so good. It's really good. Yeah. They have my favorite fucking shot too. Which one? It's one, uh, they used to do this in the seventies movies when like they'd be busting into a room in like a store or something. They would just zoom in while the person's walking in. And so it was just like when she was going to the ice cream store, just doom. Oh. They hit that fucking, they hit, it was so good. Also, shout out to the scene where they go into the, the beach house and you see the trees yeah. all line up super nice. Oh, that's true. I like that one a lot. That was, I, I, <laughs> I was trying to figure out which one was my favorite. And I think I liked the, like, the very beginning where you don't get to see what she's looking at. And it, like it kind of it moves around her in like one motion. The 360 camera. Yeah, and does like a full 360. Was that when she was at the school? She was researching one of the photos, or is that something else? That's just right at the beginning, oh, okay. like the first girl who gets killed. Moment after she had gotten the curse thing, 
where she had found a, a book somewhere. I think it was actually a porn mag that had a photo in it of a couple. And so she went to her school to check the books to see if they had gone there. And while you're there, it's doing the 360 rotation and it pans to the window and you just see somebody walking straight oh, towards God. the camera. Oh, yeah. And then they turn and you see them again and it turns back and the person's the still closer. on their path yeah. a little bit closer. Ooh, that was a good moment. <laughs> that is a good one too. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're really well done for the cinematography and yeah. the music. I think the cinematography honestly is what made this movie so terrifying. Is I, I think with a lot of horror movies nowadays, is the scariest parts are the parts that are unknown or just kind of in the background, not necessarily obvious. Yeah, if there's purely used things that you would fill in with your mind is the biggest fear. What a, yeah, like seeing a shadow behind a curtain or something I like mean, that, or person walking in the distance. I mean, also like anticipation is also yeah. one of those big parts as well. And I think that's something that cinematography does really well is it gives you a lot of a lot of like open space and like dark corners and things like that. So there's one that's in the house when the uh, when the uh, like all like the fucked up looking girl comes in oh, when yeah. they hear the window break and he's running upstairs and the shot is just of the stairs and like the like the side corridor that goes to the kitchen so you're scanning up the stairs to the left like where could the thing come from and like that is like one of the big like paranoid parts is you're constantly looking all over the place for it also, the big dude coming in through the door scared the shit. Yeah, fuck that guy. He's fucking. He like lurches down and comes into the room, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, Something that was interesting I noticed about the sh the people it would shape shift into is that it would change the person for a specific instance. Like, yeah. when they're at the beach and the thing busted a hole into the shed they were hiding in, oh God, it turned into a little boy so freaky he could crawl little through. Kid. Versus when they're in the house and that giant dude showed up, you probably want a big dude to move through the crowd of people. Yeah. And it's it's just an interesting thing I noted about its ability is that it's intelligent in what it shapes into. Even even like on that beach scene, it turns into the big guy to break the door. Yeah. And then turns into the little kid. Yeah. So right. It's, it's really. <laughs> Fucking yeah. that kid gets tossed too after yeah. he hits him with a chair. He's like, wow. I also know one thing about the production is that there's a part where they're in like the climax of the movie and they're throwing the toasters and shit. And they're like, what does it look like? What does it look like? Yeah. And then she screams, you don't want to know to her sister. There's no father in this movie. Oh, that was something where else we talked about. There are no parents. Yeah. In this movie. You see the mom for a little bit, but yeah. not really. You don't even really see her face. Yeah. You, you see them mostly just in the photos. And that's the thing. They, yeah. The director implied that the, the father passed away and then that entity turned into her father while she was killing it. Mm. Oh, geez. Yeah. Some also, that's, that last scene was a little bit confusing to me, though. I think it's meant to be like that, though. Because Well, because I would assume that just dropping any of those in there while she's in there would kill her, like, immediately. But it, it's it, a pool. If if they're the not big plugged area. in, then they won't. But they were all plugged it. in. But when he threw them, they broke off from their cord. Oh, that's fair. The cords aren't really that long. Hmm. It's like if you throw a toaster in the ocean. Oh, that's, that's true. true yeah. yeah, it wouldn't go through all of the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. The big space. <laughs> One thing that I thought was very interesting was uh, they bring up like the intentions for people about dating. Yes, yeah. really well because. Uh, She's pre preparing for the date. She's like, I really like this guy. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I like him too for you. And he's just trying to get his fucking bang out so he could get the fuck out of there. How, yeah. He uses a fake name, has Literally a fake house. Literally chloroforms her afterwards so he can tie her to a chair and explain what happened. Like, 
She's hey, ex- at least he explains what's going on. Yeah, that's just leaving wild. her in the dust. To be honest, but, yeah. I feel like if she had explained it to the other people she had had sex with, it might have taken a little longer to get back to her. But then again, it's kind of hard to explain that kind of thing to people, especially you know when they you're won't believe you. Yeah. yeah, and then I feel like also just being a female in that situation, like uh, I don't know what it is. It's sort of like a power dynamic thing that I feel like a man could feel much more easily that he could overpower. A woman in a situation and get her to like, oh, listen geez, to something yeah. versus if a woman were to say that she might feel that what if they retaliate in some way they're like oh you crazy you know whatever yeah that's that's a interesting point because that probably would happen they either like brush it off as like they're crazy yeah or they would get mad and probably get aggressive yeah then that point she might even die from just the guy right exactly or she could tell someone about it and then they would take advantage of that situation and have sex with her anyway because they're like yeah mm-hmm. i'll help you yeah. And end up having things there. Her date's an asshole. Yeah. Also All that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Already an asshole. But he's even more of an asshole because he just drops her off in her fucking underwear. Yeah, true. Doesn't even, like, he could have just, like, dressed her while she was knocked out or something. And, like, her but, purse and stuff was left at the site they yeah. went yeah. to. Oh, shit, like, yeah. the cops found it. Yeah, that was crazy. How inconsiderate. Yeah, really, though. But yeah, that was thinking, like, when you, I don't know, if you live with your parents or not, like, sometimes you're like, hey, would I bring this partner to meet my parents. It also, was kind of like one of those no things. parents in this movie gives to the illusion that it was very dreamlike. It's like, uh, what is that cartoon, the Ed, Ed, and Eddie show where there was no parents? Yeah. And they thought they were all dead and in purgatory or something. That's the theory. <laughs> yeah, there was like some crazy theory. So it's like, this is kind of similar where you have no sort of like parental authorities, really. I think even like when they're in class, I don't even know if you see a teacher. I think there's only one teacher. And then all the older people are the the thing that's chasing her. So it's like you have a weird uh, illusion maybe to how people feel about aging. I was also thinking about something regarding the people that turns into. What if the faces it turns into are victims of the curse? Could be that too. So what if that's why her father died? Because at some point he got the curse. What if he like cheated and got the curse or something? Whoa! <laughs> I was I wasn't I was thinking like that it turns into like its former victims. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like I was thinking the same thing that it, those all could just be manifestations of of those. But yeah. I like the I like the idea of it be like the father in the past. Oh, yeah. Geez. It's like ha. Ah, Yes, Shang Tsung. Keeps thousands. Anyway, it's impossible to talk about this movie without the theories. Yeah, as in like how you would escape this fucking thing. Oh yeah, this is gnarly. Because the thing is, these are college kids. They only have access to cars at this movie. Yeah, uh, I kind of liked the idea. Justine had brought it up about yeah. going on a boat. Yeah, because, I mean, if the thing just walks, it's probably going to swim just as slow and it'd probably take longer to try to fight the currents and stuff. It would probably walk on the ocean floor. That's what I was wondering. Oh, yeah, which would take them even longer because the ocean floor is fucking deep. I think there's like a zombie (laughs) thing that did that, too, and they thought they were safe and then the zombies eventually made it (laughs) after like however many years. And I was like, oh, But I mean, you'd buy yourself a significant amount of time and then just boat to another side of the world and wait for it to walk across the floor. A person had the theory you could take plane trips from los angeles to new york every every 52 days yeah it gives you enough time to get to an airport checked in and on a plane and then you're in the a different direction while it caught caught up to you so constant or you could just stay in a plane the whole time like how's it gonna get up there (laughs) like but when you're waiting at the you know at the 
the uh, what is it the the services what do they like call the terminal the security at the terminal yeah. like what if it catches you at the terminal though right because you're stuck in customs yeah and you can't oh my god <laughs> they're gonna call you a fucking it's they're like gonna one... call you the t word yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, no. it's one of the fucking uh it's one of the cops there who's like patting you down it comes in pats you down cracks Dude. your neck Oh my God, you would just see a lady die yeah, in midair. Exactly. Like yeah. get crushed. That yeah. was a really interesting scene too in this movie when they're at the beach, all just chilling. And then you see Grab the girl's the hair, hair get pulled. I think I've seen that before in like a lot of ghost movies and demon movies, but it's kind Definitely. of like, it's really interesting because that's something that's very affirming to people that can't see it, that something is there when you yeah. see something physically happening that right. should not be happening. Well, what do you guys think, would the scene be more or less effective if they never showed the girl walking up to them? And then her hair just like, instead, instead, it's just, instead of showing the girl actually, because you can see her walk up to her, so you know that it's coming. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets to that point, her hair lifts up. Like, but what if they just took out the girl walking up to him and you didn't even see her? Oh, it'd be. I think it'd fuck me up more if I, I didn't yeah. see it. Yeah, no, no, honestly, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, maybe they shouldn't have included that. Maybe like to up that, up the, uh, you know, the, the ante. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Then they like do a little bit of fire, like shooting training. Like they're like firing <laughs> <Sorta>. guns, kind of. <laughs> I mean, like, they eventually use it to kill it. I love that he fucking shoots one it. of the yeah. friends in the leg. Yeah. yeah. I like how no one went to go help her, too. Like, but, like yeah, she just, you just cap your friend on accident, and no one's going no over one there. She's it. just over in the corner, like, oh, my leg. I got shot. I was so pissed watching this, just seeing her, like, it's right in front of me, and, like, all of her friends are on the other side yeah, of this fucking ghost. Shit. I'm just like, oh, this is all I, bad. Uh, I kept thinking that too. Like, don't shoot at your friends, bro. I just got to give props to the one that decided to throw a sheet on it. Like, why did we not think about this before? Yeah. Um, I'm, and also at the end, I'm assuming they didn't kill it, right? Uh, I don't know. That's the thing that was interesting. Because at the ending, uh, she passes on the entity to her little guy friend right and then you see them holding hands and walking down the street and there's like people on the street and i kept scanning i was like all right where is it and there's a person that's walking directly behind them but the thing is is he's like looking around and stuff so i don't think it actually was the thing but even still like it just goes to show that that fear is always gonna be there yeah i mean that last shot when they're walking away too is just the camera directly behind them so that's also like a good like a good i guess like a a callback to like the idea that it is still following them so maybe that's what it's trying to explain in that one is that it is actually still out there they didn't think they could really kill it did they right sort of shit or they're just living with it yep pretty much i mean in a lot of cases with stds and stis you do just have to live with it yeah yeah very true Jeez. well shit (laughs) you have a favorite scene Hmm. favorite scenes I'd have to think about it for a moment. One thing I, I want to say before John gets to his favorite scene is that this movie is a great example of talk to your sexual partners, <laughs> figure yeah. out what they're about. If they've got crazy succubus Wendigos following them, <laughs> don't follow them. Don't don't fuck them. <laughs> like, just like, <laughs> find out these things. Oh, this is like the don't PSA. have sex, you'll die. <laughs> yeah. Wait. I have to give my point of view first. Oh, go for I'm it. I'm so sorry. Ah, yes. Yeah. It, the mom was hot. Which she wasn't one? even in the movie. Excuse me? 
Okay, go on. Wait, so it's the it's the lady that kills the older dude. I'm convinced that's his mom. That was totally his mom. Yeah. Oh, 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 that like, mom. What the yeah, fuck that mom. Mom. Okay, I thought you were talking. Is it that the I... mom was hot? That's all okay. I'm asking. Yeah, she was did, hot. Did you yeah. think she was hot, Mitch? I thought she was pretty hot, yeah. All right. She's a hot mom. We like brunettes in this chat. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my we God. We are fans. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I guess there is a fucking crazy ass sex scene on that, but I think it's just, God, wear like protection because it'll kill you. It's like, yeah, it's literally just sex. Don't have sex or die. I don't know. I would. I thought I would have something more original for this. But the movie is literally all about sex. What do you expect from me? True. <laughs> Everything in this movie is a porn of view. Actually, there we go. Raw is not law today. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. No raw dog in here. Jeez. So what was your favorite scene? Yeah. Uh, it's... <laughs> I'm really trying to think of which one was probably the best. I, I really liked uh, the old lady coming to scare her in the school. But I also liked the random scene of the girl who has the little e-shell reader who's just like, oh, you know what? I got an idea. And then she farts and she's like, it got away from me. <laughs> I was just like, this is a great comedic moment in the middle of such a drab movie. Like everything is so like the color seems like it got taken out of it. And like it had such a specific color palette, it's like that faded like pastel colors you see in the eighties, and that's what they decided to do like for the whole movie. So it was interesting. Uh, I think my favorite scene was probably the one I mentioned earlier when they're in the school investigating the photo they found, yeah, and you have one. that three sixty shot of somebody walking across the yard in the distance, pants to them, pants to the person in the yard again. That was just, oh, it was such a good moment because you're looking at it and you're like, is that is that person? That's one of the things, isn't it? And then it pans away and you're still thinking about it like, oh, where's it going to be? Right. And it's affirmed once you come back around again. I'm also a fan of when they put the camera in the back of a car. Yeah. Like kind of behind the back seat and it's looking straight out the front and it moves with the car yeah. instead of like staying stationary. Like it's somebody in the car with yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. So I, I enjoy those kinds of scenes too. And there was at least one of them in this movie. Uh-huh. I really, all right. Well, I kind of have like two because I really like the opening scene of this movie. I thought yeah. it set the tone really well for it. Yeah. Girl calling her dad to say bye, basically. Um. But also, I like the beach scene a lot because that shows what this thing is capable of. Yeah, what they're of. dealing with. And that's like, because otherwise it's just, it's a walking naked person sometimes. Definitely like, ups the fear scale. Yeah, because you're like, it's powerful. It will interact with people who it's not supposed to kill either. Yeah. yeah. Somebody yeah. tried to fight it and the thing like flung him yep. through the air a couple feet. Yeah, he I had do a scar wonder too. if it would kill people to yeah. get to someone else. It never really does, though. When, yeah. Even when there's people in its way, it won't kill them, but it will, like, yeah, it will them. Like, dispose of you. <laughs> I mean, they might die in the process of disposing. True. I think I have two. I think the first one is seeing the, like, 1950s movies on this old TV and just, like, watching them make jokes at each other. Right. That's very nice. But my all-time favorite scene is when the chick passes it on to the older gentleman and she's like watching his house from her her own house, and you see like she's like, "There's a guy walking." Oh, okay, that's not him. And then she sees him go up over, try to open the fucking door, yeah, grab the rock and actually get in. It was terrifying. It's crazy that it's him breaking into his own house. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> like it, it was it was very scary but again there goes that intelligent shape-shifting because no one would suspect you breaking into your own house especially i consider this to be like a small neighborhood since right. everyone kind of lives next door to each other so they probably see all kinds of shit and like they know what you look like and they would expect oh you know you're walking up to your house and breaking your own window probably forgot your keys it's gonna cost some money to repair your window but whatever yeah it's smart because no one would stop it and you know when it was out in public stalking people it would wear clothes and look like a normal person but when it came to closed doors it would be like naked and disgusting yeah there's the scene with the naked man on the roof yeah Yeah, that shit's wild also remember that people who don't have the curse can't see it yeah yeah that's another thing but yeah it would help it to blend in Mm -hmm. you know true yeah for people who do know what it is yeah it spooks me Anytime other people can see things and you can't. But I think also if you get it, then you're able to see it, even if you don't have it anymore. Because you remember the first guy? That's he true. He saw the thing walking up. So it would also be kind of a protection for herself that if somebody was nearby that knows what it is, yeah. they'd be able to see it like she did. You know. They also have that fake out. Do you see that girl right there? Yes. <laughs> As she's walking to like oh, soccer all right, practice. All right, cool. well, you know what? I actually got to go. <laughs> this fucking ends their meeting. Yeah, that was fucked. I mean, it's wholly original. I think it's a really good, uh, really good movie as far as the concept they came up with, and it lingers with you afterwards. This isn't something you kind of just forget as soon as you're out of the theater. Yeah, I think I made you after we watched the movie together. I made you go and get the mail or something. Yeah, dude, I was spooked <laughs> walking outside, man. I was like walking out to the front to get the mail, and some guy passed by with his dog, and I was like, I've never seen this fucking guy around here. Who's this guy? <laughs> I was like, I've never seen this fucking dog before. Yeah. What's the dog? Huh? I don't even go outside. So I'm just like, what am I even talking about? I don't know anyone who lives here. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, I got, I got pretty spooked. So, what would you rate the movie then? Uh, I rate this movie really highly. I rate it like a nine, almost a perfect 10. Uh, the only reason I don't rate it a 10 is because I feel like it was almost too mysterious, but that's just a personal preference thing. Uh, I would have wanted to explore a little more about like other people that it may have encountered, like maybe even looking through old records and seeing unusual deaths yeah. would have been a good thing to kind of go through, like go to a, I don't know, police records or weird things on the internet. Yeah, that was my thing too, is I wanted more of like the research element to be added yeah. to this movie. Get I would do a it, research montage. Yeah, <laughs> I would give it like a nine for the same reasons. Yeah. I think it's a really interesting concept, super original, like definitely something that's spooky and would make you feel some type of way. Yeah, it's but, not a jump scare. Kind yeah, of thing, it's except not for a the jump one scare. moment. <laughs> it's more of like a, it's just a constant yeah. fear thing. You know, and when's it going to get closer? But yeah, I would like it to get more into the lore of what this thing is, where it comes from. Like, yeah, like you had said, looking into police records and seeing if any mysterious deaths have happened before to know, yeah. like, because you could definitely track where it had been that But way. it's a really good length for the film, and I think that's why they they did it that way because yeah. they didn't want to fill it with too much stuff right. so like you have a good idea of the danger escalating as they get into different parts of the story and like you like mitch had mentioned they raise the stakes right at the end when you realize that it's very dangerous and then they like have to take action and that kind of pushes the story forward and so this is the thing they did really successfully is that the film is not too long yeah it's, it's, it seems like it's r- the right time length and it has really good pacing I think I would also give this movie a nine as well, probably for the for similar reasons that John was was saying as well. Um, I did I would like a little bit more research, but at the same time, having it be something that's not explainable makes it more awful because right. you don't yeah. even know what its weakness is. You don't know anything about it. It's just it. 
<laughs> it, it follows. Hence the name. Yeah. It follows. Wonder if it's hanging out in sewer drains and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving nines across the board. Nice. Another nine a day. It's a really original concept. <laughs> it made me fearful of having sex. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you have sex? Oh my <laughs> god! I just witnessed a murder. I, I, I don't. I don't either, Mur. I don't have sex either. Yeah, I I'm a Christian. Yeah, I'm not man, really a fan. You know? I'm not. A- Your girlfriend <laughs> would say otherwise. But anyways, no, just maybe more cautious. Just like, hmm, I should be thinking about this more. I should be asking questions. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like I specifically remember you mentioning something about raw last time, but. For- I can't think of what it is. Oh, yeah. Raw is law. <laughs> raw is law, actually. Terrible. But not today. But not today. <laughs> but not today. Yikes. Sketch. Sketch. Uh, anyways. <laughs> I think it's an original concept. The cinematography and music are A plus in this category. Yeah, this is going to... You could listen to the music on its own, and it's probably very eerie. <laughs> About to look up the soundtrack after this. Same, and it doesn't leave for a sequel and they shouldn't and if you're thinking about doing it don't yeah <laughs> i feel like it's a very good standalone film you don't really need anything else for it so uh definitely one of those films you should check out it's been a good one in the most recent years a really good indie movie and that's pretty much it who wants Final to who wants to thoughts. take us out i haven't done it in a while do it justine it. hit okay. it so as you know you can find this just about anywhere. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio. You know, anywhere you stream podcasts, we're probably there. Check us out. We need to find house. We're also on the social medias. We got the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Book of Faces. Check our posts out. Uh, we have... The Book of Faces sounds so ominous. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. I prefer it over Facebook. It seems more mysterious. Fuck Facebook. But anyways, uh, we are on Patreon as well. Check us out on Patreon. Send us $2 to get access to our content and all that good stuff. We also have merch. We got your hats. We got two types of hats. We got the trucker hats and the dad hats. Oh, yeah. Get your caps. Look fresh. We also have the t-shirts. Check them out. They're looking fabulous. I'm sporting one right now. Nice. nice. Looks nice. good. Nice. Hell yeah, I feel swaggy in this shirt. And uh, yeah, send us some love, send us some recommendations if you are a Patreon subscriber. And uh, yeah, thanks. I'm Mitch. I'm Murr. I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>